0: Thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com. Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes.
1: Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe, Roke and Eppie narrowly avoided being robbed, and Epi had to resurrect someone who had died after a wild magic surge. The party was joined by a new friend, Nadir, who wanted to study the obelisk. What secrets will Nadir discover? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe.
2: All right, welcome back to episode 24 of Bard Rock Cafe. When we last left off, we had met a new character, Nadir, a very old elf from a faraway land come to investigate this strange meteor occurrence. Uh the party met up, had some more wild magic shenanigans, and now they are descending into the basement of the Bard Rock Cafe.
1: So, what would you guys like to do? I present the obelisk to Nadir as if I'm like revealing my most prized possession, like, here it is. Uh, and and you see it. It is
2: uh there are cracks and chunks of it that have like fallen out. It looks like the damage is really bad. Uh you do see muck kind of just lounging in the corner, slamming the, the basement. Uh you do see the golden sigils on the side of the, the obelisk. Uh you do see one magister in the basement, like inspecting muck very concernedly.
3: <laughs>
2: and then he turns back to you guys
1: and he's like, is this You're doing? Uh, not on purpose, but yes. Right. Points points
2: at Brock. (laughs) I'm going to go back to Standing Watch, and you guys just do what you're here to do. So, uh, the Magister Guard is just around. He is not interfering, he is not interacting, unless you interact with him.
4: So, I think... Upon just kind of seeing it, Nadir... he's just kind of staring at it, almost transfixed, trying to... trying to recount having seen anything like this in in his life. Obelisk falling from the sky. And it's just such a strange occurrence that he kind of doesn't realize he's walking towards it, almost. As he gets close, he reaches up a hand to touch it very, very gently, with just like the, the the lightest of grazes kind of running his fingers along one of the sigils. Um, are they, like, indented, like, carved into it?
2: Uh, yes. They are... Yeah, like, chiseled into the side, almost. But it's very smooth. Like, as you touch it, it, it feels very rounded off, like a marble tabletop. Right? Like, it's stone, but it feels... there's no coarseness to it. Yeah. As you touch it, of course, you have that flash of energy, and you gain the benefit of the Tongues spell uh, for the next
4: hour. All right. So, what does it say?
2: Well, as you read it, for you, because you have lived for a very long time, the sigils take on a strange, almost motion to them and as you read it like you're starting truly at your childhood like your earliest even before your earliest memories Um, there are details that you had like forgotten about your childhood because a long time ago
3: Yeah,
2: and it's going into like excruciating detail day by day what your life was Um, and kind of just not even as a conscious thought like you think about a moment in your life and the glyphs kind of shift and you're reading about that moment and you're remembering in detail that moment because the glyphs are your life story but there's not enough room on the side of the obelisk to contain your life story so as you think it's almost reminiscent of some other magical effects you've seen the obelisk kind of almost flips to that page in your life story
4: this is fascinating. Does it describe just actions or is there like thoughts and meaning within the words or is it all like very just sort of physical happenings? A bit of both. When it comes
2: to your internal thoughts, specifically to you, it records that when it comes to your interactions with other people and what happens in the world around you, that is all very, uh, procedural, right? Like, and then you picked up the glass with your right hand and lifted it to your lips as your mother was talking about this and chiding you for this, you know, that sort of thing.
4: Okay. I think he sort of, he sort of slides downwards to get into kind of a sitting position without taking his hand off of it. With the other hand reaches behind his back, pulls out the, the very large book, flips it to, to a blank page and then thinks about, uh, the last time the last time that these tablets were on earth and uh, and the gods were walking amongst us and sort of the ending of that time and how things turned out and he wants to record important thoughts from around that time that he may not be able to remember himself.
2: Okay. Um, how long do you want to spend doing this?
4: Uh, as long as the rest of these guys will let me.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I mean there's a lot, right? Yeah. basically in that time period from what you have been able to gather as your own historical investigations uh, the tablets of fate were stolen last time in an attempt to basically rewrite the fate of certain gods uh, and it was three gods in particular that stole the tablets and because of them all gods were stripped of their divinity and cast out of the heavens um, only Ao remained and Helm, who was posted at the basically the Divine Gate which is the passage from you know, the inner planes to the outer planes like Mount Celestia um, and that punishment was going to persist until the tablets were returned and a lot of upheaval happened in that time gods died, gods were supplanted um Joaquin was actually trapped in hell, trying to make, like, a roundabout way back to Mount Celestia. Eventually, the tablets were found. They were destroyed. And then Ao remade them.
4: All right. Cool. Yeah, I, I literally transcribed, like, just word for word what what my thoughts and actions were around that time. Hope that will be of, of use some point in the near future.
2: Okay, um, just for whenever it's relevant, spending this time, I will give you advantage on certain roles related to knowledge about those events. Okay, moving forward, um, I can't. I mean, I'm not going to
1: spend the whole episode giving you a lore dump on the Time right. of Troubles.
4: Right, right, right.
1: Uh, so while he's doing this. Brock actually notices the chunks that are broken off of the obelisk, which it had not broken off before they went in the last time. And Brock wants to pick up one of the chunks and see if it, first of all, if it casts the Tongue's effect on him. So you pick it up and you feel kind of like
2: a tingling in your hand. Um, You sense that the power is there, but it's lessened. You so you pick it up and as you're holding it you do have the ability of tongues if you set it down or you stop touching it the tongues effect stops
4: alright I put it in my bag (laughs) okay yeah free tongues baby cool can't wait to use that out of context
2: (laughs) um I will say Epi you would notice this first um the air in this room, as Nadir sits and transcribes what he's reading, the air seems to be getting heavier with just magical power. And you notice that the uh, magister notices it too, and is kind of like on high alert. If he just kind of looks
5: at him like, "So, what should I write
4: Uh Everything." Well, no, not everything. That's too much. I don't know if I can fit it in here, actually. Um, everything from the last time this happened, uh, every, everything that I thought and and was aware of, that hopefully we can sort of preempt some things, and assuming that, that these tablets' uh, appearance is the same as last time, get things over with quicker and not cause quite the calamity of last time.
5: Understandable. Uh, so, yeah, just a heads up, the rest of us could also, uh, see a life story written out on the, on the obelisk. I get the feeling it probably would be a little bit much for you to write all of that down. But don't worry, you haven't even seen the library yet.
1: It, that library is falling apart. We are not going back in there unless we absolutely have to. That is a trip that is I'm vetoing that personally. I'd be kind
5: of size a little bit. Well, I suppose that's understandable.
1: Also, it, don't you also have some things you need to write down in your book about what happened when you read the other book? I remember you saying you would need to do that.
5: He kind of looks and looks around. And he's like, "Yes." of I definitely do need to write it down because that was fascinating what happened there
2: you certainly have time
5: okay um I'd like to you give me one second so fun fact that whatever that book was Brock when you saw it where did it cut off for you
1: Uh, It only showed me the vision of the the, uh, frost giants in the mountains with the other obelisk. I didn't read further. You seem to read further than I did.
5: Yes. So, at the end of the book, um, let's just say that Waterdeep, if we get to that particular end of the book, it's, it's going to be very interesting. Um... So, it kind of looked like a giant expanse of darkness was showing up, and um, a lot of little creatures were coming out of it, and they could kill people in one shot. It's completely normal. And, uh, oh yeah, Rook, you had an entire Fae army with you. That was interesting. What? Yeah. Half-elf apparently comes in handy. And Ironbar, um, you make a lot of little... You're, Let's just say that uh, Minibar is also um, very popular. You have a lot of uh, dwarves and halflings and other creatures that are following you into this battle. I, I tried to keep watching but I, uh, I think one of you knocked the book out of my hand before I could get there. I really wanted to see where else it was going but I don't know what we were fighting but I definitely would prefer not to, to let that happen.
1: So you were reading the end of the book for the Obelisk that tells the future and it wasn't just the end of that Obelisk story. Were you reading about the apocalypse?
5: Distinct possibility which is why it's a little concerning that we were there. Let's just say I didn't sleep too well last night, but um, you know if you wake up and in- Certain company, it's not as bad.
1: Blushes. Where did you two sleep last night?
5: Don't worry about it. They had excellent breakfast, and the tea was definitely not made of lies.
0: I can vouch for that. Should have had the coffee.
5: I did have the coffee. It wasn't very good. It's
0: not that she kind of food. The
1: cream!
5: Let's just say it had a
1: little bit of grit to it. I think you specifically don't want the cream in the coffee where they had it. Thanks for that.
0: Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me <mean>
1: this time. <laughs> oh,
4: who, who dare you?
1: Says Captain Q- Captain T Booger.
6: You're <laughs> right. Okay. Who you just don't care about anymore,
1: you monster. <laughs> that poor thing you brought into this world. Brock cares. As a matter of fact, Brock goes to check and see how Muck's doing. Muck is awful. <laughs> <laughs> awful. You don't know how
2: Muck is feeling, but Muck looks just terrible.
6: Jeez, boss, maybe you should just ask him how he's doing. Pat him on the shoulder or something.
1: Is this okay. a? Sh- I I I, t- I poke, like, at where I think vaguely his shoulder is, and, like, they're there. Your hand is now... Kind of gross. I pressed to digitize my hand clean. Okay. (laughs) I was prepared for that. Uh, Random question. The Wand of Secrets reveals only secret passageways, or could it reveal other secrets? Uh, So, it reveals secret doors, hidden traps, that sort of thing. Alright, so it would not be a good use of a charge to cast around the obelisk and see if it reveals the secrets of the obelisk. It does not work that way. It was worth a shot.
2: And really, so technically, the way it works is you basically cast the the Wanda Secrets charge and it just works like a dowsing rod. Right? And it just points to, hey, there's a secret here. So, what you would get is,
1: hey, the obelisk has secrets. (laughs) (laughs) So, sure, you can do that. No, I'm assuming Brock knows enough about how this works to know that it wouldn't be worth his trouble. That was a question from me asking.
2: (laughs) I would say after a couple of hours, it's been kind of a slow burn, right? Is there anything Rook and Armbar would like to do during this time?
0: Rook's not interested in watching people writing books. So Rook is going to take the time to just go and get the guard thing over with and come right back.
2: Oh, sure. Uh, you're able to do that without too much trouble. Um, if it's alright with you, do you want to roleplay it out?
0: Um, let's just say this. Okay, so Rook goes. She does not want to spend a lot of time there, but is it possible for her to just take a look at the kid again?
2: You could ask.
0: Okay, let me do that. That's really what Rook wants to do.
2: Okay. So you make your way to the guard's outpost Um, you don't actually have to go all the way to the castle ward you just go to the outpost that's Mm -hmm. nearby Um, they are actually aware because it was still kind of in their region Mm -hmm. so you start talking with them they do want to take a statement from you if you ask about the kid he is currently being transported to the castle district to be held basically just overnight in a jail cell But now that you're there, they can collect a statement and press charges and actually hold him until a trial, if you would like to give your statement.
0: Right. Okay, so Rook basically goes over, you know, I felt him and I tackled him and I I got my goal back and I was happy to see a guard there or something. Makes the quickest statement she could (laughs) ever make because she doesn't even like being there. (laughs)
2: Okay. So they... They do ask you for like details about what does the kid look like, you know, who else was there, who could corroborate your story. Uh, what all information do you give them?
0: So, like, one word answers. Um, like my friend Epi, she was. Uh, what's wrong with me? My friend Epi, he was there. Um, small, slim kid, rough looking. Almost didn't see him.
2: Yeah. So. You're trying to make it, like, a quick process. They're going to drag details out of you. Uh, (laughs) Basically, they get a rough description of Epi. Um, They ask you, point blank, is Epi the one that raised someone from the dead?
0: Yes, he's my friend. Okay.
2: So, uh, they get details from you. It does take a couple of hours for you to finish up there and you know, if you want to leave and make it back to the Bard Rock, you can make it back before... Okay. Yeah. How about you, are
0: irritated, but she's fine.
6: <laughs> okay. Umber's just kind of sipping on his coffee, and the mini-bar just, uh... You know, kind of really interested in this... in muck.
3: <laughs> okay. He's
6: just trying to understand what it is, and not really that interested You know the Obelisk as he, we've already been there done that kind of thing. I mean, there's not Armbar's not the kind of person where he's going to think too much about the secrets and doesn't really care about that kind of
2: stuff. He's just kind of going along with Brock. Gotcha. So as you're sitting there with Muck. go ahead and roll an insight. Okay. I'll say an advantage because you also have Minibar doing the same activity.
6: We both roll the three.
2: <laughs> Literally, it's two threes. Muck is a mystery to you. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Very much so. But you are, in a strange way, connected, as Muck is a booger that came from a clone that came from a wild magic surge that came from you. Secretly. Yes.
0: Uh-huh.
2: But it's all so he's kind
3: of like family. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> the family sticks together, no one talks
1: bad about the family.
2: All right, Vin Diesel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, if we're the Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like Armbar is our group.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, we should start playing Tokyo Drift in the background on this episode. There's- We really can't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, after about two hours and some change, Rook makes her way back. Rook, as you approach the Bard Rock Cafe,
0: oh damn!
2: Having not been there, so it's it's kind of one of those a frog in a pot that's boiling, right? Okay. Um, you weren't there; everybody else was. So, everybody that's inside. You don't really notice this because it's been a very slow build. Rook, as you arrive, um, you and Fairy both are just... You very quickly get this sense that, like, something is wrong. Something is happening. The air is thick. But, like, not tangibly thick. It's more like like the sigil on your chest you kind of feel it crackle a little as you get closer and you sense that something's happening and it kind of feels like you imagine it's what a rubber band would feel like as it gets stretched further and further uh, out
0: a lot of tension in the air yeah okay i'm going to send fairy just circle around the the cafe do you see anything fairy
2: uh, you hear the telepathic response of nothing from up here. It seems normal.
0: So nothing visible. Okay. Rook is kind of not. <sighs> there's no building yet, so I I know I can shout down.
2: <laughs> yeah, like there's still yeah. there's a hole. There's a hole in the floor. Yeah, there's still
0: yeah. So hey guys,
1: hey. Uh, do you feel this at all? Can I roll Arcana to see if I recognize what this is? Sure. Unfortunately, Rook doesn't know much about magic. (laughs) That is another Nat one. You know the drill. Oh,
0: boy.
1: What's wrong with you? Lots of things. I'm going to roll my green ones this time. 54. And 61. Okay.
6: When you're done with this.
2: Say again? I'm sorry.
6: Oh, when you're done doing the the wild magic, I have a uh, thing I want to try.
2: Okay.
1: Brock. Pick your favorite costume. (sighs) Oh, it's definitely going to be some sort of, like, pirate costume he wore in a stage play when he was in in the Bard's College.
2: Okay. You are now wearing that costume. You cannot remove that costume.
1: Hey, nice digs. Like the boots. The Thanks. In terms of random stuff that happens to us, this is pretty tame, actually. Well, what you're Are we... used to it is.
2: All right, real quick, Armbar. What were you gonna do? What were you gonna say?
6: Like, so I have this thing called Magic Awareness. It says I can open my awareness to the presence of concentrated magic and I know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover would I be able to sense if it's a spell or magic
2: I will go ahead and give you inspiration for that so as you open your mind to the presence of magic um the entire world around you takes on kind of a yellow tint. Um, And it's like, suddenly it's like looking through... Have you ever seen when it's really hot and like you can still see straight, but it's like there's the heat wave in the air? Yes. You are watching that everywhere. Um, It is dizzying, and you feel it just all around you. But more than that, so it's not any one location, right? But you get the sense that it's almost like something is searching. And as you open your mind to magic, you get the sense that whatever this magic is locks in on you. So if you guys remember when the obelisk first struck, there was that pulse of energy, right? That didn't have any actual force behind it, but it was a magical explosion and this just wave. Something similar to that happens. But what all of you see is there is, like, yellow sparks of, like, electricity in the air, but not following any discernible path. Like, normally lightning would follow a path to the ground. This is, like, coming up and sideways and just in midair and there's this crackling that gets more and more intense and it's all yellow and then you hear a large just crack and then you hear laughter from about four places around the room
3: (laughs) (laughs) that is a four
1: So, Brock, you have a four. Now, do I I, I add dexterity bonus to that, right? Yes. Okay, so that is a six total.
0: Eight total.
2: Okay, uh, Armbar, what's your roll? I got a ten. Uh, Nadir. Nadir, you're muted.
4: (laughs) Oh, damn. Sorry. (laughs) Nine.
2: Was there anything else that we missed that you were trying to say this whole time?
4: Nope. I just muted myself so you didn't have to hear me coughing.
5: (laughs) Yes.
2: Um, and Epi? I rolled a 13, and with my bonus
5: that puts me at 14.
6: That would have made sense if you were coughing in character, you're like coughing up dust. (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: fair.
2: Okay, well you guys all rolled terrible and they rolled pretty good. So
5: It's fine. We won't we die,
2: die yet. It. Hopefully. <laughs> it doesn't
5: work Are that you, way. I actually
1: do have the ability to <laughs> roll that way but I didn't want to waste it on that. Uh, I do get a mulligan bad rolls.
2: Yeah, you do. So um, what you see just scattered along like on the stairs coming into the, the cellar. On the far side of the cellar, uh, like opposite of the, the obelisk, against the roof, kind of bubbling down from the hole above you. And then on the obelisk itself, you see this yellow ooze with just piercing yellow eyes all through it and cackling mouths. They go first.
1: Wait, what is the initiative oh, roll that the Magister got?
2: Uh, the Magister got a 17. And Muck got a 10.
1: Oh, I just thought yeah. Muck would share with me.
2: I mean, we can do it that way if you want. You um, technically had a worse initiative, so I don't really care. Um, all right. So there's, four you, there's five of you and four of them. Well, technically like seven of y'all, actually. So we're just gonna roll for it. First one. Uh, Rook, the first one's attacking you. Okay. Um, the ooze-like laughing creature that is on the obelisk mm-hmm. bubbles down off of it and just makes its way Oddly quickly towards you.
0: Okay, towards me up there.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, no. You're up top, aren't you?
0: Yes, I'm all the way up top. Yeah, I'm looking down.
2: Okay. So you're looking down through the hole. Mm-hmm. All right, so that one's gonna go for you. It's going yeah, to this. Yeah,
3: the miss... one up there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. What did I do? <laughs>
2: Alright, so I need you to make a wisdom saving throw, first of all, as you hear this laughter and it presses against your consciousness.
0: Fun! <laughs> 20 okay. total, total.
2: You're fine. Um, As it makes its way towards you, one of the mouths bubbles up top and aims at you and launches this ball of yellow ooze at you. Um, I need okay. you to make a dexterity saving throw.
0: Okay. And uh, dexterity. Where are you at? Plus seven. <laughs> or
2: rolled a one. Okay. So, Eight total. uh. Well, that's not gonna pass. I
0: didn't think so.
2: Go ahead and roll wild magic before I do the other thing that it's gonna uh... do. Do on, something
0: good? 23 and 34. Please, another.
2: Metal arm, please. Something cool. <laughs> Spider-Man powers, anything. <laughs> okay. Um. Directly next to you, mm. a cage made out of bone appears, and a beast is locked inside of it. But the ooze is focused on you. As it's cackling and giggling and running up on you, uh, okay. it tries to slam into you. Okay. Uh... a two plus two is going to miss you. Shit! So it just sort of slams into the ground as you just dodge out of the way. Wow. Um, So, first of all, you got hit by the oozes projectile.
0: Yeah,
2: what's Um, that? It latches onto your face and you are blinded.
5: (laughs) Fantastic!
2: So, that is the first ooze
5: like these oozes very much. It's already a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Nadir, you are right in front of the obelisk, so that one is going to go after you. So you hear the laughter, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Alright.
4: Uh, 14.
2: Okay. You are good. Uh, this ooze just coagulates on the side of the obelisk nearest to you. Uh, one of the several mouths launches one of the ooze balls at you. I need you to make a deck save.
4: Whoop! that's not right. Five.
2: The ooze latches onto your face, and you are blinded. Bro, as, it, sorry. as it runs up to you and tries to slam you, uh, does a 15 hit you?
4: Yes it does.
2: Okay. You take
4: That's a lot of dice, I don't like it.
2: I do like
5: either.
2: You take twenty four points of acid damage. And I need you Ooh, to
4: I'm almost down.
2: I need you to make a strength saving throw.
4: Okay. I'm just using real dice. The roll 20 takes too long. Seven.
2: You are knocked prone from the force of the hit. God. Okay. Uh, next one is going after. Mini Bar. Uh, I need Mini Bar to make a wisdom saving throw. You got a seven. Uh, you got a seven. Wisdom save. Okay. Um, Mini Bar hears the cackling laughter from this thing. Uh, and just beside himself, his hands go up to his ears, and that doesn't block out the laughter. Um, Mini Bar begins to scream and starts to run in a direction on his turn. Great. But first, I need Minibar to make a dex save as the ooze launches an ooze ball at him. Oh, no. He got a nat one. Okay. So he's blinded as the ooze latches onto his head. Meaning all he... He is blind and hearing the laughter, and that's it. Go ahead and make uh, your wild magic search.
6: You got 79 and a 63.
2: Alright. Mini bar begins to like. (sighs) Neither of these really works because Minibar is running away and that's the only action he can take but he's also compelled to take his action to punch the most like the closest thing so I'm actually going to say that the wild magic overrides the laughter Um, I'm going to say it saves you from the failed save against that Minibar is instead compelled to take a swing at the nearest thing which would be either armbar or Muck. So you choose who he attacks. Let's he's, roll He's just a... punching, he's not swinging a weapon.
6: Oh I mean he can he can swing at me. What do I uh what do I have to roll for that?
2: Uh just roll an attack. Plus your strength.
6: Is that just a D twenty? Yep. Alright, so he rolled a thirteen.
2: Because a thirteen hit you no. Okay, so mini-bar begins to like punch at you, but it's not really affecting you at all. Um, and then the ooze is going to come and attack him uh, and the ooze is going to miss with less than a 10 to hit. So the ooze slams into the ground and leaves like a dent in the ground where it hits. Um, okay, so that's three oozes. The last ooze I believe that is, yeah, that's going towards Epi.
5: That's fine.
2: Uh, make a Wisdom save against the laughter.
5: Okay, okay, this is fine. This is fine. Just gotta check what my little Wisdom bonus is. We're rolling the mini metal dice today. That's a twelve plus five, so uh, is that you're good? fine.
2: Uh, you block out the laughter, it does not compel you to just a little bit of madness. Uh, go ahead and make a deck save real quick. As okay. he tries to launch an ooze ball at you.
5: I'm so good at those. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's hoping. <gasps> oh no. Um, so that was a that 1. Oh my god. Oh, anyway. <laughs>
2: so the oozes are four for four with the ooze balls <laughs> and three uh, of are once yeah you are blinded and make your wild magic surge
5: that's fine that's fine everything's fine everything's totally fine so the wild magic thing was seventy three and a thirty nine
2: okay um, your blood glows yellow you have disadvantage on wisdom and constitution saving throws until I uh, tell you otherwise.
5: That's that's a fun thing to have in the middle of this particular, you know, thing yeah. that we're doing.
2: Um, you are blinded. The ooze tries to attack you. Duh. Ooh, that's a nat twenty.
5: I think that hits just just a smidge. Yep. If I live, I'm casting hellish rebuke.
2: Right, so you take 16 acid damage.
5: Yay, I'm not dead.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: question? Yep. Yes? Do natural ones and 20s trigger wild magic around the obelisk for things that aren't
2: deaths? Uh, I'm going to say yeah, because it's fun.
5: <laughs> Fair enough. All
2: right. I'm going to roll. This is going to be on Epi's wild magic table, since Epi is the one getting attacked. Okay. So, 18 and 28. Let's see what we got. So, Epi, mm-hmm. before the attack hits you, you see the ooze disappear. It blinks out of existence. You don't know where it is. Um, but it is... Okay, no, I got
5: ooze you, on Never you
2: feel yourself concentrating on a spell but you don't know what it is. But you are concentrating on it. And you know that that spell is what is keeping the ooze gone.
5: That's fun. Oh, that is fun. So, like, it's gone gone or it's just invisible?
2: Uh, it is no longer on this plane of existence.
5: Oh, man. Okay, now I get to check which one of mine are concentration spells. Well give
2: me any spell. I will let you roll Arcana. Oh,
5: man. Okay. 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 Can I roll Arcana and then cash Hellish Rebuke on the one that just smacked the crap well, out of Well,
2: the me? one that, it didn't, the attack didn't complete. You take no damage.
5: Oh, good! I'm not gonna die. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, as it was trying to attack you, It blinked out of existence. You can roll Arcana to see what happened. It is a higher DC because this is wild magic, but we'll see what happens.
5: Yeah, I'm totally rolling Arcana to see if I know where the hell this thing went. Potion of Yeet. Okay, so that's a 13 plus 7 for an unnatural 20.
2: Okay. You know that you are concentrating on a spell that is far beyond your means and capabilities. You could not cast this on your own. You're not positive what it is. You know that it is a very powerful spell, but you, for the moment, are maintaining it.
5: That's fun. And does, like, firing off an attack break concentration? I I cannot remember. It's been too long. You,
2: You cannot take any other concentration spell. And if you take damage, you have to make a concentration saving throw, which is a constitution saving throw, which you have disadvantage on right now.
5: Okay. Okay. So nothing with a little C by it, and we're good.
2: Yep. So one action spells, fine. Okay.
5: Perfect.
2: Um, up next is the Magister, who is going to, (laughs) yeah... He is going to cast Magic Missile, which is going to hit automatically and do 11 damage to one of these things, and also trigger Wild Magic. Uh, Say, Armbar, go ahead and roll on your Wild Magic table. We're going to do 100.
6: Just one or two?
2: Just one. 40. Come on. All of your clothes vanish.
1: God. Wait, all of our clothes and the magistrate's clothes? Armbars.
2: What happened to my clothes?
1: They vanished.
4: Oh my god. You
1: think you're a barbarian, you're already fighting naked. Yep.
4: How many of us are blind right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: technically everybody but armbar. Uh, actually, oh, okay, Brock cool. is fine. No, no. Brock is also fine.
5: And mine
2: missed, right? No, you got. That was a save throw, sl- not the attack. The slime ball hits your face. You're blinded right now.
5: Okay. Okay. So we're
3: good. All right. Oh, all well, my clothes are gone.
6: Oh. <laughs> Look at me do my silly Willy
3: helicopter dance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh man. Armbar Shit. cast hypnotic pattern. <laughs>
5: of mice and men and monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of dungeons and dragons roleplay These episodes are led by me, Kate, Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time. It's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame. A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Okay, so that was the Magister. Epi. you are up.
5: um let's see what I can cast without being able to see anything uh definitely not anything with a range detect um you know you know what might be a good thing to cast right now would be mage armor but then I'm just like you know what am I able to unblind myself at all
2: uh you can try what would you like to do
5: so I'm assuming I have goo on me correct
2: Yep.
5: And I, because Tiefling, have some resistance to fire damage, right?
2: Yep. Oh boy.
5: I'm sure this is going to go swimmingly. Uh, can I burn it off with Firebolt?
2: Uh, sure. I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. You spin your action and it burns away. Because you're using it on yourself, you're able to do it without, like... It's right there. You don't really have to aim, right? Fair it's enough. yeah. Um, it burns the acid away without burning you. You are no
4: longer blinded.
5: And I'm sure I see the special dance going on immediately afterwards.
4: Oh yes. And then you put the goo back.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Muck would also be able to understand another interesting. <laughs> expression and in infernal
2: that happened. Um uh, so as you gain your sight back, roll an intelligence check, Epi.
5: Oh yay, I like those. I'm a smart boy. Um no I'm not. That was a one.
2: Okay. This was just for giggles, I'm not gonna do wild magic on it. Dang it. This was to see if you knew how to build helicopters now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: god. You
2: silly Willy.
5: Well, um, no, I did not, I was not imbued with any magical powers
2: from, from the special windmill no dance. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. No, Armbar and mini bar. Armbar, you are naked, but you still have, like, the rest of your equipment, right? You're just...
6: Is this invisible? Okay. Well, no, your clothes are just gone. just
2: gone. Right. Yeah, okay. like, you're not wearing them, they are absent. Does that mean I lose my belt? The belt is still there because it is a magical piece of equipment.
6: All right. Well, I'm gonna be enraged because of Minibar being blinded, but I'm not so upset about my clothes being vanished. It does not bother me. So I'm just gonna take a big old. Well, I gotta. I went rage, so I gotta roll. What is yeah, your wild magic table. Yeah, I just little one. That's what I gotta do. I got a three, and a three is an intangible. Oh, it's this pixie again, a, a intangible spirit, which looks like a flump or oh no, it's a flump or a pixie. Okay. Here's five feet of each. It's the one that explodes.
2: Yeah, you got the flump grenades again.
6: The flump grenades. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take a big old swing at the uh, ooze that's right in front of Mini Bar and I that just kind of like. Tried to tackle it.
2: Okay. So, you should have two attacks at level five.
6: Yep, I got an extra tag.
2: Okay. So you are raging.
6: I got a 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Great axe damage, 11 slashing.
2: Okay. He takes it. You slop off like a piece of like a piece of a mouth and an eye just slop off of this thing and fizzle into nothingness on the ground.
6: Nice. Do I need to use an action or can I use a bonus action to rip off Minibar's uh, blind, like the
2: ooze that's on his eyes? Well, or is it yeah. Kind of intangible that I can't pull off. No, I mean it's there. It's just you see, just ooze stuck to his face. I'll let you, as your other attack, just tear it off. Um, that's fine. Oh, uh, it's better
6: just to rate. I, if it was a bonus action, I might have done it, but I don't know if I'm going to waste my other attack on that.
2: It's up to you, man.
6: Yeah, I'm going to attack again. Okay. It, he is raging, so that's probably what he'd do. Okay.
2: 23
6: to hit.
2: Yep.
6: Great accident. Only five? What? Great Axes of D12, you go from really bad to really awesome. Yeah. So that's five damage, and then, uh... how's the flump?
1: Use your bonus action to detonate the flump. Well, you use your bonus action to rage, and I think the first
2: flump is free. Okay. So... I'll have it
6: be, um... far enough away from Minibar and I, so that when it detonates... It's, it'll only hit is there a way is there more than one where i could get like a two for one out of the flump or are they kind of spread apart uh
2: so right now there's two in the basement um okay you weren't particularly close to the obelisk you did state that so i'm gonna say no
6: okay so i'll just do it so it it just hits the one that i'm attacking
2: okay and that is a d6 go ahead and roll it
6: you have to, you have to succeed on a dexterity saving the or, or take the d six.
2: Okay, so it's an eleven minus one, so that is definitely not a pass. Okay,
1: I got a five. Okay, so takes that. I think that's the end of the turn. Well, what about Mini Doesn't Mini Bar do stuff? Yeah,
2: Mini also has actions.
1: Okay,
6: uh, Mini Bar is going to try to take to rip
2: off the uh, stuff on his eyes. The sure. Ooze. So that'll be his action, and he is able to do that. He is no longer blinded.
6: Does he have an extra
2: attack? Um, I mean, his action was used to tear away the, the ooze. So he has bonus action and whatever else. Does Minibar rage?
1: Or can he rage, I should say? That's a good point.
6: Does he so, separately, or is it one activation of rage? That's kind of overpowered.
1: He I just does not technically are. have
2: the same things as you. Um, he shares your statistics, but otherwise um, has the abilities of a homunculus. Oh, okay. So he gets one attack with either a bite attack or the weapon of your choice.
6: Can he also have a great axe, or does he need to have something else?
2: I mean, you guys went shopping, I would say you probably could have gotten him a great axe.
6: Alright, oh. but he can't rage.
2: No, he just gets
6: one attack. Alright, he's gonna swing at the great axe.
2: Okay.
3: He
6: got an 11.
2: That does hit. Great axe
6: damage? 14! He's stronger than the than bomb bar! <laughs> <What's that? laughs>
2: the ooze is starting to look kind of bad like it's like it's still laughing and it seems the laughter seems to like intensify the more that it gets cut and every cut seems to make a new mouth that it laughs with but it also fizzles away part of the ooze so that ooze y'all are just laying into it we'll (laughs)
4: make jelly
2: out of you uh, Nadir, you're up next.
4: Okay. So. Fuck, that last thing almost killed him. I would like to take a slightly complicated move action, if you will let me. Okay. Um, I want to kind of with the hand that was kind of near the book, close the book, stand up, not not kick it, but like, shove it off to the side with his feet, and then back away as far as possible.
2: Okay. Um, you will take a reaction attack doing this.
4: Can I disengage with something if I can't see it? Yes, you can. Okay, then I want to take the disengage action.
2: Okay. So you just... Back up, and you are no longer engaged with anything.
4: All right. Uh, is it a would it be a bonus action or a regular action to try and like clear the stuff from my face?
2: Uh, you use your action to disengage. It is an action to clear the stuff from your face.
4: Okay. Um. And I don't think any of my spells are bonus actions, so... You don't have healing word, do you? I do not. I've got Cure Wounds, which I believe is an action. Yeah. As is Mage Armor. So, yeah, that's my turn. Just getting getting away from him. Getting away,
2: okay.
1: getting away, getting away, getting away
2: now. <laughs> uh, Rook, you're up yeah. next.
0: Remind me, is this slimy use or Clingy use?
2: Yes, the ooze okay. on your the ooze on your face is a mix of both. Okay, that's, that's all the impact you've had with it.
0: Can I wipe it off of my face with one action, or does it require more?
2: It is a one action thing to wipe it away.
0: Okay, I'm wiping <laughs> I'm wiping the ooze out of my eyes with rage.
2: Okay, <laughs> you
0: um, I yeah, I'm very upset about this. It's annoying. Um, Rook is gonna. Rook is just gonna pull out her sword and try and take a good swing at it.
2: Okay. Well, your action was used to clear the stuff off of your face. So oh. you do, You have your sword out. Okay. Uh, that's about it right now.
0: Okay. Can I... No, you know what? I guess that's it. Right? I can't move, can I? I can't disengage and, like, go behind that cage I created...
2: You can. Yeah. You know, okay. So as a rogue you have bonus action disengage. So you can do that as your bonus action.
0: Okay, then I will do that as my bonus action. I'm disengaging and going behind that cage. And if you could tell me what beast is in there.
2: Uh roll up nature chick. <laughs> so <laughs> Okay. Nature, nature, nature intelligence is
0: plus and I rolled twenty total.
2: The beast inside the cage is a displacer beast. Okay, let
0: me look at that. Displacer beast. Oh God, what is it? Displ-
4: it is so beautiful! Wow. It's like a cat. Ugh. they're all so awful. I know, yeah. but first instinct. Um, Perfect.
2: at the end, so at the end funny. of your turn, the cage unlocks.
0: Oh, that's great.
2: And the beast surges forward, attacking the first thing in its path, which is the ooze.
3: Oh, thank God!
2: <laughs> so that's a hit, and that's a hit. So that's
0: go, oh, my darling.
2: <laughs> so it deals a toasty twenty damage, and it just whips this ooze with its. Tentacles that are growing out of its back yeah so that ooze is now occupied by this displaced beast that you summoned with wild magic
0: that's the end of my turn I'm gonna say that's
1: done okay and Brock you're up alright so first of all Brock is very annoyed that these things ignored him He's the one person with—he's the one person that actually has advantage on wisdom saving throws.
2: I, so, the dice have spoken, sir.
1: So no, he just letting it clear what his attitude is going on in here. How many oozes are there total? So there are two
2: in the basement and one up top with Rook.
1: Perfect. So you're saying there's at least there's exactly three of them. Yes. Brock's going to cast bane on them.
2: All right, that's a wisdom save, right? Yep. What's the DC?
1: Uh, it's, chari- it's plus charisma, right? So, I have 15 now, because I have all 50 right. charisma.
2: Let's so fail, fail, and fail. You have Bane on all three of them.
1: And I get a wild magic surge.
2: Yes, you do. Roll a d100. There we go.
1: That is 61.
2: Roll again because you have that active effect already. Uh, 35. Okay. Oddly specific, you throw up acid on a creature of your choice.
1: Well, I'm going to so, throw up acid on the acid creature.
2: <laughs> yes, you are, and you're going to deal 3d6 acid damage.
1: Two plus. Two, Four. That was all three of them together as four. Yikes.
2: All right, which one are you choosing?
1: Uh, the one that Armbar's almost finished taking apart. Okay. So it takes it, and the acid
2: deals damage to the acid because for some reason they're not immune to acid. But that's fine.
1: Yeah. And then Muck uh, is going to go ahead and use its attack action to use fist. It rolls plus three to hit, and it's going to punch that particular... Jail okay. So that is 13 plus 3, 16. Yep, that's a hit. And that's 1d4 bludgeoning damage, so. Who, buddy? Two.
2: Okay, it takes it.
1: And then with my bonus action, I'm going to pass on some bardic inspiration to Nadir.
2: Good deal. Alright, so that is the end of the round. Uh, circling back to the oozes. Uh we're gonna start with the one on the one that was on rook is now definitely focused on the displacer beast. Um displacer beast needs to make a save, passes that. He needs to make a deck save as it tries to ooze ball it. Definitely passes that. So now it's just the ooze attacking the displacer beast. Uh that is a miss. The ooze accomplishes nothing against this cat-like monster. Uh, The one that is attacking Armbar, or Minibar.
1: Yeah, Minibar still did more damage, so... uh, Don't forget the banes, by the way. It wasn't relevant because that first one failed. Don't forget the banes and the other two. Gotcha. Um,
2: Yeah, Minibar needs to make a Wisdom saving throw again. Okay. Eight. Yeah, it's still... So the laughter, temporarily held at bay by Wild Magic, still creeps into Minibar's head as he tries to block out the sound. Um... Does a 20 hit Minibar? Yes. Okay. Jesus. Minibar takes 20 points of acid damage as this thing rams its acidic slime into it uh that is the Mouther's turn and then the last one was attacking Nadir but Nadir backed up um Nadir you are still well nah you backed up the next closest person would be honestly yeah probably Brock cause you were right there so Brock make a wisdom saving throw
1: Alright, I have advantage on this. Good Speaks deal. My so first roll was a four. Second roll, however, was a fourteen plus, okay, what with them? plus zero, so fourteen.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, you hear the laughter, but you're able to fight it off.
1: In fact, I laugh back at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: well, it charges you and swings. Does a sixteen, ooh, minus a d4. Does a 15 hit you?
1: Just narrowly.
2: Oof. Okay. You take 19 points of acid damage as it rams its slime body into you.
1: All right. I'm not looking good, but I'm not looking bad either.
2: Okay. Uh, And then the last slime... It's going to make a save against Epi's spell. Epi, what is your. Well, actually, no, that doesn't matter. Uh, it fails. Okay. Yes. Alright. It's back to y'all. Epi, you're up.
5: Yay. Or no,
2: technically so it's the Magister. Magister is going to not make another wild magic surge. It's going to firebolt one of them for 10 fire damage. Okay. Uh, now it's you, happy.
5: Okay. So. Which one of these slimes is looking, is looking like they've still got some HP to them?
2: Uh, so the one that is currently attacking Brock and the one that is currently attacking the Displacer Beast upstairs both look pretty healthy. The one that Armbar is dealing with is looking just really bad. Like, almost nothing there.
5: Well, then I think it's time for the most tried and true thing I've ever done. And I'm going to fire a magic missile at the one and by Armbar until it's dead. And then however many I got left after that, we're going to shoot it at the one fighting Brock.
2: Well, you declare
1: at the start, so what's going where?
5: Okay. So...
1: Keeping track at home, that is the third time Stephanie's tried doing that.
5: I keep forgetting. I'm not, I need to make like a little note in here. You, you can't just wait until it runs out. Anyway, okay, so let's do um one magic missile to the one fighting arm bar and then two to the one in front of rock.
2: Okay, so roll your damage plus 3d4
5: plus one. Things.
2: Well, okay. 1d4 plus one for missile.
5: Okay, so for the one that goes to Armbar's particular slime, that is three plus one for four. Okay. And then we've got a one and a two plus essentially two for the one in front of Brock.
2: Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll wild magic.
5: Oh boy, I, I forgot that that did that. Okay. Thirty-five
2: make... hang on. Oh no. Alright, you need to make... an intelligence saving throw.
5: Okay, you know what? We're using giant clunky dice for this one. Why not? Oh yay, I'm glad. So that was a 16 plus a 7 for just so many intelligence.
2: Okay. Um. Well, you still take...
5: Okay.
2: Eight points of psychic damage. That's
1: are fun. you are you still up?
5: I'm still good. That I was, do. I think, the first damage... Happy was at full did. health
1: still, because the okay. thing got teleported away.
5: I still have absolutely no idea how this keeps happening, but you know what? Knock on wood, this keeps
2: going. Okay. You successfully save against the feeble mind effect
1: that was targeted at you.
5: Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Mm-hmm.
1: Does so, that mean have to roll a concentration save, though, for the damage? Yes, yes, you do.
5: Why do so, you have to remind? Okay, what do I roll
1: for that? Because uh, I you... don't, the listeners will.
5: You—that's fair. It is
1: a Constitution
2: saving throw. You make it at disadvantage.
5: Okay, so that is. Um, an 8 plus a 3 for a whopping 11.
2: Okay, that is enough. You passed your concentration.
5: Oh, okay, good, good.
2: <laughs> alright, arm bar. Yep. Uh, well, Epi, did you have anything else?
5: I'm trying to think what I have that would be a bonus action. I don't think I have any.
2: Okay. Uh, alright, arm bar. You and mini bar. Is it ooze, like, just just dead or is it it's it's not dead yet it's still hanging on wow it oh, has man. gotten like a round and a half of two damage chips so you know you did like 30 damage to it and it took like 10 more from chip damage
6: I guess it was a smash okay the dirty 20 that's a hit and 9 slashing. Okay. Alright,
2: you're going to hit it again? Uh,
6: plus 2 for rage, so it's okay, 11. 11. It's still I there. I guess I'll hit it again.
3: Okay.
2: 19 to hit. Yep. Uh, 9 slashing. Okay. That does it. Oh, thank god. Ah. So, this first gibbering mouther just vanishes away. You still have your flumph. Where would you like it to go?
6: So there's one fighting the Displacer Beast, and the other one's where? I uh, crack. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll hit it just, uh, the one that's next to Brock just enough so it just hits
2: it from behind. Okay, what's the dex save DC? A plus prof. What's your con mod right now? My con? Uh, 16, it's a plus 3 Okay, so that's 8 plus 3, plus three. So 14, it does actually pass okay. So it takes no damage Alright uh, Nadir, you're up Minibar Minibar ran away
4: okay. the,
2: the voices got to him
4: Alright, so first action is just Scraping all the goo out of my eyes So that I can see things again Okay,
2: you have your sight back
4: and I still can't really do anything. I don't have any bonus actions.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry.
4: No, it's cool. This I, seems forgot to be. I, I forgot this is... that I had favored by the gods and could have avoided the uh, the whole incident, but that's in the past.
2: Okay.
5: Alright, your memory fades
2: with age. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, alright, Rook.
0: Was thinking last time she was gonna be slashing at it, but uh not with a displacer beast in the way. So gonna be slipping that sword back in its sheath and pulling out the hand crossbows. Gonna um try her best to lean around the cage and shoot with the slimer that is fighting the displacer beast.
2: Yeah. Not a problem. Uh go ahead and roll your attack.
0: Let me do my 14 total.
2: Uh, that is a hit. You do get your sneak attack because the displacer what? beast is oh. fighting it.
0: Woo-hoo. Okay. Plus. So then with the thingy it is uh, basically 46.
2: Plus your dex mod.
0: Plus. <laughs> I knew that. No, I didn't. Okay, plus um, 4. Okay, so I have a total of 13 damage.
2: Okay. Uh, it takes it. Good.
0: I'm happy about it. And I think that's all I could do. Uh,
2: okay. Do you have two crossbows?
0: Yes, I just thought that when I sheathed my sword... Am I... I'm terrible at this, obviously. Um, I'm telling y'all what I what is a uh, bonus action and what's not.
2: Well, it's so you warm. do... You do still have your bonus action. If you want to take another shot, you can. You I can. You only get the 1d6, though.
0: Okay. I might as well. I might as well.
2: 1d20 plus...
0: So I got 19 for the attack.
2: Alright, definitely hits.
0: So we're on 1d6. I got a little 3, put a little 3 damage on him. Cool. And that's it.
2: So at the end of your turn, the displacer beast goes. Come on, baby. It's a hit. That's definitely a hit. Does 26 damage to this thing with two hits. Ah, uh, that ooze is just barely hanging on. Alright. Brock, you are up.
1: So Brock don't look at the ooze that was trying to attack him and go, Is that the best you've got? And they need to make a wisdom saving throw to some vicious mockery.
2: That is definitely a fail.
1: Alright. That is one plus- damage! You should have 2d4 at this oh, point. Oh, it's 2d4? And you cast a spell using a second This is Mockery. Spells increase 1d4 in your fifth level! Oh, nice, nice, nice. Plus three, so that's four damage total. Okay. And then, uh, muck is gonna reach out and just gonna fist this thing real good. That's actually what the attack is called, everyone. 13 plus 3, 16 to hit. Yep, that hits, and that's gonna deal an extra two damage. Okay. Then I, you're not looking so good over there. I'm gonna cast Healing Word on you. That is one plus my spell casting modifier, right? So plus five for six healing. So six healing
2: and a wild magic surge.
1: Which Is honestly half the reason I did it. Not that I didn't want to also be, you know, kind and heal. That is a... If I roll a zero on the one, it's just the tens, right? Like, the uh, percentile die, so it's... I have a 60 and a zero, so it's 60. I never can remember that.
2: Alright. A small rain cloud floats directly above you and starts (laughs) raining on top
4: of you. (laughs) It's Wah, wah, wah. This is awesome. I heard about this, it's back!
6: That's all I got.
4: Okay.
2: Lift. So...
0: Kenny, uh, I'm so sorry, Kenny. I just wanted to ask a question, I'm so sorry. Sure. That one d6 that I rolled, was it supposed to also have plus 4 dex modifier or not? Not with your off Okay, thanks. No, I'm sorry, I just wanted to make sure. Thanks.
2: No, you're good. Alright. So I promise we're almost done. I know it's getting late. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we are back at the top of the round. Uh, Both oozes are... The two that remain, one is looking just really bad. It's going to try... It's going to miss the Displacer Beast. Um, The laughter seems to be fading away from that one because it is so injured. The one in front of Brock. Uh,
1: It has disadvantage on the attack roll because of Vicious Mockery.
2: That's right, he does. Okay. Cancel the crit, so well done. Uh, Does a six hit? Does not. Okay. Uh, That's a miss. Alright. The Magister is going to Firebolt. Going to do... Six damage. Uh, he is going to actually target the one that the Displacer Beast is on. That's going to kill that one. Because he rolled a nat 20, It's going to trigger Wild Magic. Uh,
1: wow.
0: Is it good wow or bad wow?
1: Actually, the Magister's just thinking about the fact they want to go play World of Warcraft. Arm bar. Good.
2: On your left side, a third arm grows immediately. What? You now have an extra attack, so you have three attacks now.
6: Nice. That is so thick.
2: It lasts It lasts for one minute and then the arm falls off.
6: Oh. so you can oh. say I have four arms now.
2: Ha. that's right I just in my mind's eye I forgot that you're doing this whole fight completely naked
6: I'm in the nude
2: yep Um, with my silly willy (laughs) helicopter day epi there is one who's left minus the one that you are concentrating on keeping at bay so that's the
5: only one that's left
2: Yeah, there is one left, fighting Brock.
5: Hmm. Okay, can you say that one more time? It ate it just a little bit.
1: One left.
5: Okay, okay.
1: (sighs) One and a half, the one you're holding in place, and the one fighting Brock.
5: Okay, well you know the one that is fighting Brock? Now would be a great time to Scorching Ray that one particular one.
2: Okay. That's three attack rolls. And for sure a wild magic surge. But we'll do the attack first.
5: Okay. Alright. So that's... Oh boy. So. We're just gonna roll so many d6s. Alright. We got a one, two, two.
2: Well, hold hold tight. Yep. You have to okay. roll three separate attack rolls on the ooze. Right.
5: right.
2: One for each ray. I'm
5: so smart. Okay.
2: Stop. I mean it's also like late. Yeah. Okay, okay,
5: okay. okay. Here we go. Here we go. Alright. Oh my god. Okay, so we have an eighteen, a nineteen, and a three.
2: Okay. So it's a three plus what?
5: That is a three plus uh, a three plus I really need to look up what I look up for ranged attacks. Hang on. What's my bonus for ranged attack?
2: What's your intelligence?
5: Oh, bonus. my intelligence bonus is four. I'm sorry. Okay.
2: That's so three plus four plus your proficiency bonus, which is three. So that's a ten total, which does hit.
5: Oh, <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So so
2: That's 66 fire damage.
5: That's a lot. Okay, so I have 10, 14, 15 plus three. Yeah. So He's very on fire.
2: What's the total damage? Uh... 17. Okay. Yeah, it's looking pretty bad. You really burned the crap out of it with that. Roll your Wild Magic Surge.
5: Oh yeah!
2: 79! The entire floor of the basement of the Bard Rock Cafe is covered with the Grease Spell. Oh lord. Um, So everybody except for uh, Rook, because you are up top, needs to make a dexterity saving throw or fall prone.
1: Banana peel time. 11 plus 2, 13. Uh,
2: Epi, what is your, sa- your spell save?
5: My spell save is fifteen.
2: Okay, so if you're lower than a fifteen, you fail. The
1: magister Whoa.
2: falls prone. <laughs>
1: Mini bar fell prone. You got seven. Okay. Oh wait, five, I need 18. to roll for uh, my little muck thing. <laughs> my little muck thing. <laughs> Ten plus. I'm sure that's not enough. Ten plus mine is three yeah I was say yeah. no uh,
4: nadir got
2: 15 okay so nadir stands just fine uh yeah uh which arm bar you are up now oh um but is the
6: grease spell still active yeah Uh, how far away am I from the, uh, the ooze?
2: So, you are still able to move across the grease spell. You just have to make the save at the end of each turn. Oh, that's not too bad.
6: <laughs> Alright, well, Armbar is going to make a grease slide in the nude over to the uh, the ooze and give me the old clobbering with the great axe.
2: Okay, let's see it.
6: 19 to hit. Yep. Eight slashing DiMaggio's.
2: Okay. It's still there.
6: And he's gonna smash him again with another Great Axe. Got a 26 to hit.
2: Yep.
6: A 16 slashing damage. There we go. 16 slashing damage? Yeah. Yeah, it's smash gone. Damage. Oh, yeah. Just imagine in your minds armbar just sliding along like a surfboard on the greasy floor <laughs> in the nude and just like hurricane hitting this thing around and around and around, around and chopping the jelly
1: to serve okay.
5: the armbar finishing moves are literally the best
1: <laughs> and as this thing explodes Brock just like drags a finger across his face to remove a drop of goo that splashed on him and just flicks it off Ah
5: uh, Epi Epi just sort of looks over and says, Have you considered doing like one of those hibachi grill kind of things where we just let Armbar do his thing and it's sort of a performance too? I mean I,
3: I also do sushi <laughs>
5: It's not pressed to digitize, is it? <laughs> what is, since he
6: doesn't
5: dance. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: So that's a thing. <laughs> Alright. Well, Epi, you are still concentrating on your spell. Mm-hmm. Every turn, the Ooze gets a save. So, it is a minute long. He has failed two saves. He gets ten more. Okay? okay. Or no, he gets eight more. Next one's a nat 20 the ooze pops back out. Oh boy. But, almost in tandem with that, a figure dimension doors into the chamber and casts a spell on the ooze. And this time, uh, a sickening gray beam emerges from this figure's finger and blasts the ooze, and it disintegrates. Um,
5: Eppie is just sitting there like Epi knew that something broke and then this happens and
2: he's just staring at it blinking so a couple of quick points so the minute the ooze passed the save you get to learn one spell and add it to your spellbook of your choice that is part of the wild magic effect the minute it passed the save which was a DC 20 check to escape the maze you get to add any random spell
5: Oh, I'm gonna have to go read some things.
2: Yeah. So, between sessions, you can pick that spell. The figure that dimension-doored into the room came with someone familiar. Uh, you all recognize Beryl. Oh,
5: no.
2: From the jail.
5: Oh,
2: no. Um, he's looking around. He has his axe out. He is now clad in what looks to be scale armor. Standing next to him, is a man wearing just kind of threadbare casual clothing and on each wrist is a shackle that is broken. The shackle is still on his wrists, but the chain is broken. And he looks around at each of you and he says I sensed chaos here so I came to see if I could help but it looks like you had it well under control. My name is Saren. pleasure to make your acquaintance that's where we're going to end the episode
0: okay you listen to Bard Rock Cafe get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes and become a patron I'll read your cards do it patreon.com slash Bard Rock Cafe till next time